0: Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz and Sleaze. Another week, another W for us. Back to back to back? Is that no, three? Three out of four. Three I, out of four. I thought it was That's three basically in a row. Back to we, back we, to back. Yeah, we skipped the island. It's a
1: Sleaze Pete. We'll call it a Pete when you don't go yeah. three out of three in a row.
0: But we've been feeding y'all our FanDuel picks. And once again, the QBE shootout. We pick another one with Jason Kokrak and Kevin Na.
1: Yeah, what a call on that. I mean, Kokrak's been as hot as anybody. Kevin Nah was kind of the question mark. Hadn't played in a lot of weeks, nursing a bit of an injury. Didn't seem to be a problem. Comes out yesterday. They close it out with just 12 out of 13 birdies coming home. And seven of those first nine were Kevin Na. So no big deal. So clearly the layoff, not much I mean, of an issue.
0: If you wanted to make some nice Christmas money, some nice holiday bonus money, should have just been following our FanDuel picks. That's
1: what Kevin Nah needs. We, we talked about it earlier on radio, how much he's made in his career. I mean, mm-hmm. good God. And that, this is unofficial.
0: This yeah. do not even count. But, man, that's Kids a, that's a right. fun tournament. The guys are so laid back. They're so relaxed. They're out there joking around, having fun. I saw where Max Homa said, man, I wish somebody said, I wish Max Homa and Kevin Kisner would have been mic'd up. He goes, I don't. Because <laughs> it wouldn't have been well. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's a cool way to end the year, man. And now we're not going to have another um, real PGA Tour event until January.
1: I know. We got a little bit of a break. But there will be some golf being played. We didn't know it for a while. But since we had our last show, Tiger, Back in action wow. at the PNC with Charlie. I feel like it was just a couple weeks ago we saw him flicking the little short iron on the range. And I thought at the time, I was like, yo, this is day one. This is him, his road to recovery. This is the first thing he's done. And then fast forward a week later, he's in Fairway Woods and Drivers down at the Hero. I was like, damn, he's he's way ahead of where I thought he was when I saw that first video.
0: No doubt. I, I, I'll i go out on limb and say this will be the highest TV ratings ever for the PNC championship.
1: Would have to agree. <laughs> Got to think they pair them with JT and Mike. Hope so. I mean, that's...
0: I want to see Charlie chirping Justin.
1: Yeah, dude, you're gonna like every every shot Tiger hits is gonna be on there. You might as well put him with the people that they're most comfortable with. Yeah, so I mean, that's gotta happen. Man,
0: it's gonna be a lot of fun between that and NFL football. I mean, we got a nice little set bowl of TV. season
1: coming quick. Same game parlays will be fired. Mm.
0: Tis the season, and we have a very special guest this week, please. the Raging Cajun Brandon Stokely. And by the way, before we get to Brandon Stokely, because this man could probably use a few extra golf balls. Yeah, there ain't enough for him. And did you know, major champions John Rahm and Phil Mickelson both played the Callaway Chrome Soft X? Chrome Soft is absolutely incredible. I play it myself. It goes right through the wind. It's absolutely incredible around the greens. Goes far, even for me. It's shocking, I know. Hmm. But you got a couple options, Sleeves. You got the Chrome Soft, and you've got the Chrome Soft XLS, which is players that want a firmer golf ball, lower spin on full shots. That's the ball for you chrome soft isn't just better for major champions it's better for everyone even brandon stokely find your chrome soft at CallawayGolf.com chromesoft slash chrome soft so ladies this episode mm-hmm. tell you what i think y'all came in a little warm which, we were, which i like we weren't cold i'll say that <laughs> but this guy i mean he's a radio guy so he gets it he's mm-hmm. got a big personality he loves to talk and has incredible stories We came
1: in, we've been talking about doing this for a long time. We're going to do it on Zoom, but he's like, hold up, you know, I'm coming down in a few weeks. Let's do it then. So we held on to him. He's one of those guys that's going to be way better in person. We go back probably 10, 12, 13 years, something like that. I've gotten to know him. There's not, we've had him on our radio show a lot of times. There's just not a better dude, man. Like just going out, having fun. Not the world's greatest golfer, but. You get down with eighteen with him, and you had a you had a time, and he will lead straight into the gin table. By the way, and he'll sit with you till the sun comes up. That's I love that. Some of the he's bad. a man. He just man. gets it, dude. He knows the locker room. He knows his way
0: around. He gets it. I love that so much, man. And I will have to say, just listen. I don't. I don't want anybody to think we're being insensitive or anything. We filmed this episode before the tragic passing of uh, Demarius Thomas, and he was brought up in the episode towards the end. And obviously, we didn't know that was going to happen before. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace to that guy. I mean, I got I I was around him one night. Obviously, Stokes very very close with him. Yeah. I know that was a tough one, but just didn't want anybody to think we were being insensitive um, about Demarius Thomas. Yeah, this
1: was recorded prior to that, and nothing you know bad was said about DT. Clearly, because not a lot no, bad nothing. you can say uh-huh. about the guy. Stoke was really close to him. I talked to Brandon, you know, after the deal happened, and he was as shocked as. Everybody, but one of those one of those rare guys that, you know, when his career ends or he passes away, the first things people talk about wasn't his career, as good as he was. He was a hell of a wide receiver, but it's all just the, like the way he made you feel, the way he mm-hmm. interacted with people. That's, uh, he's a different dude. So yeah, I know this hit Stoke hard. I know this hit a lot of people mm-hmm. hard, but uh, yeah. He was, he was, the, was the one
0: Jason Duffner and myself went out with the night I thought I missed the cut in Vegas. Right. He, he was, was the, a part of the legendary a story. good dude to go out <laughs> yeah. with.
1: You guys but, were safe.
0: Man, a good one gone way too soon, but just wanted to get that out there. All right, let's get to it. Here's Brandon Stokely on Golf Subpar.
1: Okay, we got good news for any of you out there who are bad on their little back injury. We got a tool here that's going to work for you. I've been using it for a long time. A lot of the top instructors in golf are using it, too. It's called True Turn Pro. And if you're tired of not playing your best because of issues with your back, this is the thing for you. So, Colt, there's a lot of different uses for this thing. I tend to be a guy, as you well know, I don't show up to the golf course super early per se. I'm not a big warmer upper. I show up, rely on natural talent, and I get it done. However, there are times where I show up first three, four, or five holes. Don't quite have it yet. Not loose. Find myself in a bit of a hole. You've got a couple presses on the line. Sometimes it doesn't work out in my favor. With this thing, I love this thing. You can use it for a lot of things. It can be a swing aid. It can, it can do a variety of different things. I use this thing specifically for stretching. And if I use it for like, I'm no joke, five minutes before. If I'm just in my house on the phone, whatever, kind of scrambling around you throw this thing on you use it in a number of ways i use it for 5 minutes by the time i get to the golf course i've made some, basically it's like i've made some swings before i feel loose i feel better and the thing i really like about it is a lot of guys think they have a big turn you know you can kind of fake it with your arms your arms keep going back but the turn actually doesn't change this thing shows you what it's like hence the name true turn to actually have a true shoulder turn and you can just feel like the power loading up in your back which is different than the way most of the swing
0: it. Yeah, you know, I've actually been using this thing for a little while. Went to the PT the other day. Girl was giving me a little flexibility test. She's like, my God, your T-spine is so flexible. I'm like, true turn pro.
1: Whatever. Yeah, get ever heard out. of it? Scoop
0: it's it. Incredible. And it's the holiday season. Last minute holiday gift. Nothing better than the true turn pro. And if you act fast, you can get a great deal by going to the golf.com pro shop and using the show code subpar to get 10% off. Don't ever go home again knowing you could have played better if your back were better. Get the true turn pro and start playing your best golf ever. Here's Brandon Stokely on Golf Subpar.
1: Been waiting on this one for a while. We got the ragingest Cajun to ever do it with us here today. Two-time Super Bowl champ, current Bronco radio host, incredible golfer. Guy basically put Peyton Manning on the map. Brandon Stokely.
2: Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for finally having me. I mean, look, I've been waiting for this opportunity now. I don't know for how long. Been, like, calling you. Mm -hmm. You ghost me on the phone calls. Like, who's this? I'm like, Drew, it's your buddy Stokely. Can I get on the podcast? So... I appreciate it. Sleaze
0: is a busy man. I know. Dude, first off, he just said incredible golfer. When I was doing all my homework, he said, you're fucking terrible. Oh what are you talking about? I told you. He's I got to re- nice rewrite right now. I got to rewrite everything. I'm, I'm being li- nice.
1: I lie in all the <laughs> intros. I got to fluff them before I bring them back down. I'm an awful awesome
2: <laughs> golfer, unfortunately. Uh, I'm not a good golfer, uh, but I, l- I love to play. So. Well, I'll be honest. Raging Cages, Lafayette, one of my favorite places I've ever been. It's a great spot. Great food, great See, people. I like food. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a really good spot. Really good people. And, you know, I grew up there. Uh, fifth grade, all my family's there. From fifth grade on and went to college there. Um, so, lo- lo- love Lafayette, Louisiana. Good spot.
1: Wait till he gets a little more of that drink down right there. And that ca- <laughs> the Cajun. <laughs> and the out accent right.
2: starts coming out a little bit we're more. We're going to need subtitles for this one,
1: by the end of it. But Let's,
2: well, Since yeah, we're, go on the, we're on the
0: raging Cajun thing, I want to I know a little bit. Say – Brandon Stokely one day got good enough at golf and was as good as he said he would. You won the Masters. Give me a Cajun Ooh. dish you would have at the Champions Dinner. Oh, that's good. I would I, have uh, crawfish. Okay. Got to do a crawfish ball. See, Can I think they in Augusta that? they might peel them for you. You won't even have to go right. to the Right. That, that would be good. A yeah. <laughs> little crawfish boil.
2: Um, give me a little fried catfish. Um, a little uh, chicken sausage gumbo to start. A little appetizer. I'm okay with all this. Yeah. Um, and fried catfish with some crawfish. All right, that's yeah. it. Are you, you get guy, a lot of complaints?
0: Uh, crawfish? You you want it real spicy?
2: No, no, I'm not
0: a spicy person. Are you the sauce? Like whether they do ketchup and mayonnaise, they mix it together? I got my own sauce.
2: My <laughs> grandfather made up a sauce, so I got my own sauce that he does. I don't do that one. That's kind of uh, mainstream now. Okay. But uh, my grandfather had it with a little horseradish and Whiskershire and you know, uh, horseradish. Yeah, yeah, bur- yeah. Get to, get the get, clear those nostrils out mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, so that's kind of you know that that's the specialty. A little bit I different like than that one. So I would like to come to your champion's dinner. Yeah. good one.
1: you don't need that many practice rounds because you've been playing down there. You've been to Augusta. Been there. Yeah, been there a few times. What kind of numbers did you put? He just got back,
0: too. I just got back.
2: What would you shoot
1: down there? Let's figure out how many we got to shoot. Well,
2: my best round was low 80s. Made three birdies on three of the four par fives. um, Just overpowering it. Yeah, just, you know. I mean that's what I do. Yeah. I can't play from the tips, you know. I can't go all the way back, so we've got to go to the uh, the members tees. Mm-hmm. Um, but low eighties. Uh, I mean the place is unbelievable. I mean it's the best. You can't beat it. You know you see it every year on TV, and you know all the shots. You know all the history there. So it's uh, it's the best. I Isn't mean, it crazy that's though? You, you obviously watch that place, but like Pebble Beach is iconic
0: as well, but when you're going around Pebble Beach, you don't think about all those crazy shots you've seen on TV, all those incredible shots. When I played it, I'm like, oh, this has happened here, this happened right. here. It's unbelievable. Well, because it's year in. Every year, yeah, I guess every true, yeah.
2: year the Masters, and the Masters is must-see TV, and you know all the great shots. There's so much history there, and I think that's why when you go play it, you just you know every shot, you know every every great moment, tigers chip in, fill out of the pine straw, you know, all those things because it's there every year. They don't have something at yeah. pebble every single year. They should. Just the pro am. Just the pro am. Just the you, pro you're a Pebble vet, I too. At You the actually Pro shot end.
1: maybe the highest round in history. of Pebble <laughs> truly last time. That is like, not possible, have, dude. He listen, birdied
2: number one. What do you think listen, you shot that day? Listen, I, we, were, partner. partners. we yeah. were partners. We were partners, and you. I, I need you on a few holes. I need you on a few. It was really windy. <laughs> it, was, of them. <laughs> it was. It was really windy. I didn't have my best day. It was a little bit windy, and the, the fade that I usually have wasn't wasn't working that well for me. It was it was a tough round for me. Uh, that place can eat you up, you know. If it starts blowing a little bit, and it was cold and windy, and it, it it certainly didn't help, but I I needed a little help from you. You
1: had it all day. No. I need you one or two times. No. Like you get two shots. I here. think might have been six for four. That might have been.
2: i <laughs> <laughs> sorry, partner. I'm out. I think that might have been our first or second round playing together. Telling me about this Drew Stoltz plays golf at TCU. This great golfer. I'm like, okay, great. Let's see what it's all about. We were partners, like perfect, and. Like, you know, bogeys aren't going to cut it, right? I mean, like, bogey golf, I, I just expected more. I expected I was, more.
1: I was super tight. Brandon, you'll see, has a tendency to exaggerate things. By, but that definitely wasn't the first round. This of golf might be played. my favorite guess. Because we're going to get into you. the first round a little bit later. And oh, the fr- I remember yeah, the first don't round. Don't bring it up. I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to bring up I remember the first round. That was
2: um, – that was, uh, that was a tough, uh, bad shot by me. <laughs> we're going
1: to get all to that, but let's go. But we're talking about Lafayette. Yep. You got a cool story how you got to the league. I mean, you were in high school. You didn't even play football for a couple of years. Then you go to Louisiana Lafayette, break out, and end up going to the league out of nowhere. Like Talk about coming up and when when the NFL become realistic?
2: Yeah, you know, I played my freshman year. I played quarterback growing up. My dad was a quarterback at LSU, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to play quarterback, play quarterback, and we ran the option a lot. I was small. Couldn't throw the ball 20 yards. And um, my freshman year of high school, we weren't a very good high school program. And I was just like, man, this is just not for me. You know, football is not for me, and I decided not to play. I was like I'm, I'm done playing football. I'm just going to play basketball and baseball. Back then, you know, you play three sports and yeah. went to a five A school, um, Como High School. Shout out, shout Como. out Como, yeah. yeah, shout out to Como. A lot High of listeners down there from That's, Como. Right. We got That's real right, Big you, yeah, in Como, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, stop playing. And we got it. We ended up getting a new coach in that brought a passing offense in, and nobody threw the ball uh, back then. And. Uh, he, he asked me to come out. They kept on asking me to come out and play. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to. And finally, uh, before my senior year, I said, you know what? I'll, I'll go out and try it. I'll play, try, try receiver and and see how it goes and really fell in love with it. And playing receiver for me came natural. My dad was a coach. And so that's all I did in the summertime, just play catch, play football. And so playing receiver became, just was natural. I led the state in receptions that year and had a chance to go play football for my dad at college right there in the same hometown and said, you know what, I'll go for it and try it out and see how it goes. And um, it just started going really well. I redshirted my freshman year and then, you know, played four years. And uh, I started thinking about the NFL um, before my junior year, started thinking that I might have a chance to play, but we were a small school and, and still didn't that's NFL, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't thought that was a whole nother level. A lot of things would have to go my way. And I ended up tearing my ACL fourth game of the year at playing at Texas A&M. And uh, so that was a big blow and came back my senior year and played pretty well. And uh, ended up um, getting drafted in the fourth round by the Ravens.
0: Yeah. I'm always interested about draft night. Cause I think it's just so cool. I mean, obviously with the PGA tour, there's no draft. You just have to have right. to go out there and try to earn your way out there. But with the draft, what, what was that like for you and your family? Like was fourth round where you're like, hell yeah, that's incredible, or did you slip further than you thought?
2: Well, yeah, that's a, that's a, a good story. Back then, you know, it was uh, 1 through 3 the first day, and then the next day was 4 through 7. And so it was just a two-day draft and went to the combine, and the, the whole thing was how fast was I going to run you know, what was going to be my numbers. And, and they were projecting me to go to the fourth round. But if I did well at the combine, maybe I could sneak up in the third round. And and this was 1999. There wasn't a whole lot involved into it. Like it is now where you have all these people and, and, and all of that. And I went out to the combine and and ran well, all my shuttle drills, quickness stuff uh, was really well. I did really good in that stuff. So I was hoping that I was sneaking that third round and so the, the, the first round was going on, and, and, and the third round comes and goes, and there was a couple receivers that got drafted that I felt I was better than. and it was, I was just I was depressed. Went to bed that night just depressed, and then I, I was like, Okay, am I going to get drafted at all? What's going to go on? What's going to happen here? And early fourth round, I ended up getting drafted by the Ravens. And you know, a lot of people tell you uh, that it doesn't really matter what round you get drafted, it's the situation that you go to. And I ended up going to a great situation. And you know, second year in the league, we ended up winning the Super Bowl, but it was a great situation for me there in Baltimore, and ended up working out really well. But at the time, you know, I was hoping to sneak in that third round. You make a little bit more money with mm-hmm. that signing bonus in the third round, and that's what I was looking at. A little like, more gumbo. That's right. Yeah. A little more crawfish. Yeah. And uh I sl- I slipped to the fourth round and uh but I ended up going to a great spot with the Ravens. And one of the coolest owners in the NFL. Oh yeah, Steve Bashotti's the best. Man. But back then it was Art Model. Oh, it was yeah. Art Model And Steve Bashotti yeah. bought in um for for half of it right before the Super Bowl um that year, uh, going into this my second year in two thousand. And um, and then he bought the rest of it a little bit later. But Steve Bashotti's the best. Um, I've golfed him. with him, yep. uh, and he's he's just he's he's a blast to hang out with. He's a great owner. It's a great organization. So I was I played four years there, my first four years, and then my last year in the NFL, I got a chance to go back there in 2013. I didn't do anything; just kind of hung out, ate the lap. food, ate the food, took the victory lap. I and, got a ring uh, here, right? Yeah, and and so that was that was a wrap. But I, I it was it for me go, being able to kind of finish in Baltimore was special and uh, it's a great organization
1: so you get drafted you go to baltimore you walk in you're this young kid you ain't the biggest dude in the world you walk into the locker room raven's locker room first day bam there's ray lewis give me the first thing yeah was the first I was memory of ray scared yeah scared that's scared. right <laughs> it's not
2: you know who who you know who i was most scared of Tony Saragusa. Yeah, mm. the goose. He's the he's the, the goose. I, he seems the awesome. goose. Like, the goose. Well, let me tell you about the goose. Uh, he the, has the, the, prize, yeah, yeah. Well, but well. Probably. You know, you weren't in a locker room with the goose, right? True. Uh, I, just watch him on TV. I was. I was so scared of this guy, and he he's old school, right? Back to you know, this is nineteen ninety nine, and he was. I don't know what year he was in 1999. Uh, you know, he might've been his 10th year in the league. So he, when he grew up and he was groomed, you had to earn your stripes, right? You had to, you know, you had to work your way to getting that respect from the guys. And, going through the off season and everything and training camp i hurt my shoulder the first day of training camp dislocated it and so i wasn't practicing and i would walk out to practice i was in a sling and he would just be chirping he would sit on the steps you know the big sarah goose is like sit on the steps and i was like oh my gosh i gotta walk by this guy i gotta actually walk by this guy yeah. and he would just start chirping me like you're not going to make the team what do you, you're already hurt you're already hurt are you serious you're already hurt and i'm like this guy like what can i say i can't say anything right so I'd walk down to my coach, and I'd be standing there, and he would start going over there chirping my coach. Like, this guy got no chance to make the team. And I'm just like some little kid from southwestern Louisiana, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? I just want, I want to go back home. The NFL is not for me. <laughs> but I, was, I was so scared of this guy. <laughs> I'm giving the money, but I'm right, going right, back. <laughs> right, I was so scared of this guy. They would sit outside of um, our facility there in training camp, and him and a couple of other guys, they had paintball guns. They had paintball guns. And so you had to walk from the main building to the cafeteria. You had to walk outside. They start shooting you, shooting you. And it was the scariest thing ever. I was so scared of this guy. But let me tell you, I'll I'll tell you this. Once you made the team, I mean, he was the best guy ever. Mm -hmm. I love the guy now. I hated him then. But once you make the team, you're like, okay, now you're part of the crew You've made it. Good job. You went through the initiation. Yep. and uh, But it was so hard. I, I mean, I had moments there where I was just like, man, this is not for me. I want to go back home.
1: Imagine that. That's like the golden days, you know, when you could actually do shit like that and right. you wouldn't get a lawsuit. Imagine that coming out right now. Like, oh, you can't do it. veterans right. shooting the rookies with paintball guns. It would be, be like, all oh, over social media. media. It would be like, that's right. criminal.
2: Yeah. And, and Brian Billick, he, he stood up in the in one of our team meetings is like, no more paintball. <laughs> y- y- y'all can't do it. And Saragusa was so loud at practice, it didn't matter if it was the head coach or whoever it was. He had no filter. He was always yelling. He was the loudest guy. But he ended up being the greatest guy. I love the guy now. But you know, Billick had to get up there and stand up there and say, hey, no more paintball guns. You're going to shoot someone's eye out. You know, You just can't do it anymore. But back then, that's just the way they rolled. You know, you can't do that anymore. Obviously, with social media and all the stuff that's going on, but it was a, it was a different world. And uh, but I, I, you know, now looking back, I was glad that I went through it. It made me a little bit, you know, thicker skin. And and it's just that's just the way it was. That's where you learn to talk all your shit. Now. That's right. <laughs> right. On the golf course, I use that on the golf course now. I see some booze <laughs> in you now. <laughs> well, you mentioned.
0: I mean, you started. You, you didn't think start thinking about the NFL until your junior year. So you you know you get started a little late. But who was the first guy you came across in the NFL? You're like, holy shit, I'm on the same field with
2: this guy well when I when I was practicing with Ray Lewis mm-hmm. um him and then you know you're playing against Troy Aikman Emmitt Smith I mean uh, just just America's those guys team. yeah yeah exactly there you go <laughs> don't I mean, bring it up it, the Cowboys yeah. bro we do, you know, I get excited we do another hour on Dallas for me it was you know because I grew up a huge football fan and now here I am I'm playing on the same football field as these guys and it's like wow I want to go ask them for an autograph You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, like these guys, I mean, I watched them on TV for years and they've won Super Bowls and I had Rod Woodson as my teammate. You know the great that Rod Woodson. Defense. I yeah. mean, it was just unbelievable to be on the same field with these guys because I was a huge football fan and I was just kind of in awe. It took me a while to say, "Okay, I belong here." You know, to realize that. Okay, you you know, you you got a job to do, but it was for me being a football fan so cool to just be out there and feel like you know, I, shoot, I'm in the NFL. Yeah, but now I got to go to work. Right, I got to actually <laughs> do, gotta do, do it. I, I want to <laughs> stay in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: How long do you feel comfortable? Like you can walk in, and you can actually talk to some dudes and feel like I'm not the. You know, I'm done paying my dues. It took
2: me a while. You know, my whole first year I was, um, you know, kind of just trying to find my way. Second year, you know, my second year started off bad. I mean, I had an awful training camp. I got lucky to make the football team. My man Trent Dilfer went to bat for me because I think they were going to cut me. I think they were going to cut me, and he went to Brian Billick and told Brian Billick, you know, that he wanted me on the team. So shout out to my shout guy Trent out. Dilfer. Um, and that's and, the year I won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, that was wow. the year he won the Super Bowl. Dang. And I, Billick, Brian Billick, him. he called me. I do, I do. That's my guy. Yeah, uh, I owe him then a lot. Sent some players down there the
1: Nashville. <laughs> for I owe Peyton
2: a little bit more than him, but I owe both those guys <laughs> he gets a taken lot. Care so, of, yeah. I, but so Brian Billick called me in his office before the last preseason game going into my second year, I was having a bad training camp, and I was in a battle. I knew it. Like, you're in the room, and you know, like, you count numbers. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, that guy's making the team. That guy's making – that guy – okay, now you start looking. They're going to keep five or six receivers usually, and it's like, okay, it's probably me or that guy, you know, who's going to make the team and who's going to get cut. And I knew I was right on the bubble of making a football team or, or packing my bags and going back to southwest Louisiana eating crawfish <laughs> and or probably fishing for crawfish uh, with my grandfather. And so Brian Billett called me in, in his office before the last preseason game. We were playing the Giants and he's like, hey, listen, you're going to make this football team. I was so nervous going up there, too. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is he going to tell me? He's like, you're going to make this football team. I want you to go out there in this last preseason game. Just go out and have fun. Relax, have fun. Don't worry about it. You're making this football team. So I went out there, man, and it was the first first or second drive, and I got in the game, and boom, I was running like a 10-yard in route. I'm like, boom, perfect. Dropped it. Dropped it. First, I'm like, mm. what is now? I'm gonna now. I might get cut. You don't I, might get cut. Either, I might get cut either. Yeah. I might get cut. And uh but I ended up making the team, and I was inactive. You know, you got 53 guys on the roster. <laughs> they only dress 47 for a game, which is the dumbest rule ever. Like, why? <laughs> why? Why do you have to make guys inactive? It's it's just dumb.
1: Yeah, you're on the team or you're not. Right.
2: Just just dress out. You can play or you can just not play. You sh- you should be able to dress out. It's the dumbest rule ever. It's so outdated. Uh Hopefully, they get that fixed at some time, but. So I was inactive for the first 9 10 games of the season, just in street clothes watching the game on the sideline and then one of our receivers, uh, first round pick out of Florida, Travis Taylor broke his collarbone. So then I got an opportunity. I started dressing out. I was the fourth wide and um and I went from the fourth wide to the third wide and and the next thing you know, a uh, Super Bowl was there and
1: Next thing you know, you're hauling in 38 yard tubbies. That's right, and yeah, Super Bowl, I mean, you know, whatever. You know, right, just right, the first just, score it, just, of the game. Just that's that's dropped it right. in there. All you had to do was put your hand. He basically right. handed it to you. I know. It, my job was easy. That was the one on Seahorn too. You ever feel a little guilty getting rid of the unicorn? You basically ended the unicorn. Well, it was the last of a dying it breed. It was a little bro. bit of
2: white on white crime there. Yeah, man. that was um, violent. And, you know, it, it. We haven't seen a white cornerback since. I'm saying you. That Extinct. was an endangered species. You right. killed the last. I know. It was, uh, you know, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, whoever lined up on me Somebody's was going to get burnt. Go. Someone was going to get burnt. It was just, you know, unfortunate for him. It was him. One of us ain't making right. it, Right, from. right. It's you <laughs> or me. It's hey, It's going to be you. Sorry, you got to go. Right. It's not going to be me. It's his business. That's right. It ain't personal. That's, no, it's just business. <laughs> was and, there, was there a guy? Because I mean, you know, like pitchers talk
0: about it all the time, or batters talk about how they had a pitcher's number, a pitcher had a batters number. Was there a cornerback that you just owned throughout your career? Um, just throwing. Well, there right now
2: well there wasn't really one because i moved teams so much you know I, I spent four years with one team and i kind of i guess i wore out my welcome and they're like you got to go yeah you, you got to go so then you know so i was four years in baltimore and then i was four years in indy and then i was three years in denver and then i was you know then i started hopping around late in my career one year one year one year uh different spots so i i didn't play like one cornerback over and over again you know i started off i was an outside receiver in baltimore and, and and played a little bit inside, and it was a different game there and until I got to the Colts in 3 and then we kind of started doing the three-wide thing and, and kind of made that, I guess, popular like it is now. A lot of teams did it before, but it wasn't the norm, so there wasn't one cornerback that I uh, went up against a, a ton because I kept bouncing around. I guess I kept wearing out my welcome and People are like, nah. I don't blame four, them. Four years, don't and, take and I was, that was that was it. Four years, and that was it. Well, four I mean, how years, long have God we? How long have we had our relationship? Uh, too long. I'm about ready Why? to pass <laughs> you to somebody else. And trade you? Is this going to be for it? Cash, whatever, yeah. for nothing. I take
1: a six round <laughs> optional and <laughs> take his ass.
2: Player to be named later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, Go back to that Super Bowl because you're a young kid. You're just coming out. You got the world's greatest defense behind you, but it's Super Bowl. What's that? Because we talked to golfers like sleeping on the lead going into a Sunday of a major, things like that. But that night before, do you do anything sleep leading up to the game? What's you know, it like?
2: Yeah, it, I felt so good that week. We, we, we were in Baltimore, obviously, and then we went down to we were played in Tampa. We got to warm weather, and we had a week of practice down there, and it was so nice, and my body felt great, and um, we had a great week of practice. I felt so prepared. So I was really calm. I wasn't nervous. I was just calm. I felt like I knew what was going on. And then when I lined up for that that play that ended up being the first touchdown of the game, I saw the defense. We had talked about it with my coach, Milt Jackson, the late Milt Jackson, and, and just so I knew exactly what to do. They were supposed to double both of the inside guys. So it wasn't all on Seahorn here, right? Seahorn okay, yeah, C- yeah. was supposed to have help, okay? So it's supposed to double Shannon Sharp and double me. I don't know why they would double me. It was just a call, right? It was just a call. Yeah, that's right? a waste right, of a guy. Right, right <laughs> that's a waste of a guy. Well, it turns out it yeah, wasn't a waste yeah. of the guy. So it ended up, you know, because Dilfer came out, he looked left, and the guy that was supposed to be helping Seahorn went over, on Shannon Sharp. And so they ended up having like three guys on Shannon Sharp. And but I just felt prepared and and, and my receiver coach the whole time was like, hey, just beat, you know, when they do this, because they've done it before where they double the inside guys, beat the guy, beat the one guy, beat that guy. Don't worry about the other guy. You beat that guy and then let the quarterback, if he throws it to you, beat the other guy. So I knew what was going on and Seahorn had an outside leverage. So I kind of set him up and kind of came off the ball and set him up like I was going to go outside, and then just ran by him. And you know, obviously Dilfer made a great throw, and and the, the one safety did mess up. So it wasn't all on Seahorn.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, I had that a little right, bit. Right there you, you go. My man, you took. the end of the breed,
0: bro. At <laughs> <laughs> least you can do. Don't trump
1: it. No, praise. no, no. It
2: wasn't. It wasn't all on Seahorn.
0: That's so cool, though. I mean, he mentioned how you were you were very very calm. But we've asked a lot of guys on here. Like, yeah. damn, Marley wears a. Sock inside out, which he still does to this day. Shocks me. DA, Derek Anderson did so much shit before a game, it was unreal. What'd you do superstition wise?
2: Nothing really. You know, Good, for I me, like that. nothing. I, I mm. you know, I always wanted to get, I had high anxiety. You know, I, th- you know, constantly like thinking and had trouble sleeping the night before the game. Um, but, You know, normally I just like to get to the stadium earlier, get all my stuff situated. I don't like to be rushed. Just get my stuff situated, get on, get out to the field, catch some balls, you know start thinking about the game but there was nothing you know no pants had to do this or jersey this or wear this there, there was really nothing for me it was you know to me that's a little bit overrated I just think you know you just felt good getting getting my playbook a little bit before the game, to st- make sure that I you know, know all the new plays that are going in those types of things but there was nothing really for me that I had to do you know every game to make myself feel good.
0: How have you not taught him any of this yet? Uh, so you're a rare dude
1: in any you mean, you, sport that doesn't have one thing like, oh, I like titleist fours and not twos. Or uh, well, I just meant right. he
2: said he like to show up
0: early and does not feel rushed. Just
1: right. Yeah, I hard. like to get that last minute, the more pressure, and then um, once well, you get out there, it becomes calm. Uh, well,
2: that was I was wondering because I kept on calling. You wanted when we're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna come pick me up and uh, you know nothing, oh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, yeah you I've had to get nothing, all nothing, gussied nothing, up, nothing, bro. Nothing. I told well, you the Ellen show? Well,
1: well, for me it is. You know, this is this is this is the big leagues for me. You know, I wanted to
2: take it be a professional for you. It's a y'all. big moment for you. It is. And you're handling it well. It's a highlight, you know, one of the We're only highlights about halfway through. I'll I'll <laughs> I still got time to <laughs> yeah, screw it yeah. up. Yeah. You could. One thing I've always
0: thought was really cool in the NFL is like you hear about, you know, quarterbacks and running backs buying their offensive linemen gifts and everything. Your yeah. receiver. Mm-hmm. Do receivers do they buy anyone gifts or do they receive no any they receive, gifts? No, Look at the no. name.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not buying They're anyone receiving. a gift. Who am I buying a gift? <laughs> Peyton Manning a gift? I'm going <laughs> to buy Peyton you know, that's like, the question. Just, did no. he buy you anything for catching the He did. He, did. he, um, Peyton bought us a real nice gift in 2004. Um, you know, Peyton, he'll reward you if you play well, <laughs> you know, he's not going to reward you. If you go out there, you're not playing well. Right. So Peyton would take care of his linemen, you know, those guys always with different things. And, and, uh, he bought us a great gift in 2004. We were the first receivers, me, Marvin and, uh, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne to, to catch, mm-hmm. um, uh, go over a 1000 yards and 10 touchdowns. And it still stands today. No no three receivers have ever done it and he bought us some nice watches, really nice watches engraved on the back with the with the with the stats and stuff. So, uh that was really nice of him. That was really the only um I guess the only gift that I've ever gotten, probably I, I didn't deserve any more. I mean, Dilfer, Dilfer kept true. you on the team. Right, right, exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. you a job. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, and I think now with the guys making so much money, you know, especially like Lyman. Back in the day, that used to be the thing because the linemen didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. Quarterbacks made, you know, a ton of money. They would give the lineman gifts for Christmas. But the lineman, you look at left tackles oh. making $17, $18 million a year, $60, 70000000 guaranteed. I mean, quarterback's going to buy that guy gifts? Like, why would you need to buy that guy a gift? He's He's good.
1: Patrick Mahomes could buy Amazon for the whole line. He, he, yeah,
2: he he could take care of those guys. But those guys now are making so much money, it's just like all of it, um, coaching. Right, everything is it, everything's all going up. up. It's it's you know you really, and you see running backs taking care of the offensive line, but unless it's a rookie. You know, a lot of these guys are making so much money; it's it's kind of outdated to me.
1: What are you gonna do for them? Yeah, they can't. I mean, it's nice. It's a nice gesture. Yeah, though, it is a nice like gesture.
2: That. And it was. I got that watch. It's a it's a really nice watch. Should be wearing that thing. Disrespectful I should have. I should have.
1: You, you, you and Peyton both Louisiana guys. That's about right. About the same age. Did you know yeah. before you went to Indianapolis from Baltimore? Were you all buddies before? Yeah. You have Were you friends? Yeah. Because now you're like best friends. Yeah, uh,
2: we were. I, I met Peyton. My uh, early in my college career, they have the the Manning Passing Academy, and it was you know New Orleans area, and they would have co- college counselors go. You go there and you 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 know you work with the, with the with the kids that would go there and uh, the high school, middle school kids, and um, so I went one year, and that's when I I first met Peyton. So it was early in my college uh, career was when I first met him. So I'd go every single year. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. You get to meet – you know, Peyton was the best high school recruit. The guy. Right. It was so cool. And then Archie Manning was there. It's like Archie Manning, and he's the greatest guy ever. Archie's the best. He still is the best. He's awesome. And you get to – like Archie Manning and Peyton Manning. It was so cool to be there. So we developed a friendship then. And then, you know, obviously he went on got drafted by the Colts. I got drafted by the Ravens and um, – I don't know if you put in a good word for me when I became a free agent with the Ravens. You know, I, I tore my foot up my last year there, had Liz Frank surgery, and I was looking for. You know, I was a free agent looking for a spot, and took a visit to a few teams. Went to the Colts, went to the Rams, went to the Panthers, and um, you know, end up signing with the Colts.
0: You know, I mean, you mentioned Peyton. Obviously, having a great friendship with him, but like, what makes him so different than everybody else? I mean, we're golfers, but we can still see. Like, I mean, he runs the show out there when he he was playing. I mean, it seemed like he was the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. He was. But what made
2: him so much different than all the others? How he prepared, how he worked, you know, every single day. I was around that guy four years in Indy one year with the Ravens, and you're talking about the off-season season. season. It it, it gets to be a grind. Mm -hmm. Uh, I never saw that guy go to work one day and not have an attitude of, I'm getting better today. And, you know, I think that speaks volumes. And just the way that he works, the way that he prepares. And you know that you can look at him and say, that guy, you know, he might not play the best game, but he's ready to go. He's prepared. He takes it so seriously. And it's hard not to raise your level up because sometimes you're out there, you know, you don't want to, I mean, Drew, you never practice that much in golf, right? Just talent. Just Just, just lean on the talent. Right, exactly. Uh, But, you know, you're out there practicing and grinding. And you're just like, God, I don't want to go out there, you know. But you had no choice when when you were playing playing with that guy because you looked at him, you saw how he worked and what it meant to him. And if you didn't go out there and do it, it didn't matter. If you were his best buddy or who you were, he was like, you knew that he was going to get you replaced. He got me replaced during a game one time. Hmm. And he tries to deny it to this That's day. It's tough on a friendship. I know. I know. He's lucky I'm still friends with him. <laughs> we were playing the Houston Texans in Houston. It wasn't even my fault. Of course not. No. I knew it wouldn't be. Right. Yeah. We were playing the Texans in Houston. And I was having a great game. First half, stand. I might have might stand, right. Yeah. I might have had five or six catches in the first half, playing well. And you know, back then Peyton would always do all these things and kick his foot up, and sometimes he would motion you in all these things. So I was outside of I think it was Marvin or Reggie, and I was supposed to motion into his hip, and then we twist release. I go down the middle of the field, and the other guy goes outside, and so he told me to motion in. And so I start motioning, and then he didn't want me to, so he starts doing all this other stuff, changing the protections and all these other things. And and he hikes the ball, and I take down the middle of the field. They blew the coverage. I was wide open. And somehow he screwed up because he he messed the protection. He (laughs) He, (laughs) he, He messed the protection up. Right? He messed the protection up. I mean, he should have known that they were blitzing off the left side. And so they the guy came free. So he had to he had to roll out of the pocket, right? And you know, he's not very he, at that time he wasn't early in his career he could run, but he wasn't very athletic. So he just and he had to throw it away. So he was pissed. And so somehow I get blamed for it. I'm like, how am I blamed for it? Because I motioned too early? Like well, that's not my fault. That guy you know, wasn't protected. You should have saw that guy blitzing. You should have changed the protection. You always do that. Next thing you know, they put me on the bench. I'm not playing. I'm like, so I was so pissed and I still talk to him. And he denies it to this day. And so I was pissed and I said, uh, so I'm sitting on the sideline now and I I was playing well. And so I'm sitting on the sideline. I'm like, okay, all right. That's how it's going to be. And so the, my replacement Troy Walters, great guy, great guy, Uh, NFL coach right now. He coaches for Cincy, uh, receiver coach, great guy. And he replaced me. So he's on there. So I'm sitting on the sideline. I'm like, you got to be kidding me right now. He just benched me. for I didn't do anything wrong. And so so Peyton started doing all these audible and and checking and and stuff, and and poor Troy is out there, and, and Troy starts blocking, and it's a pass play. And Peyton goes to throw the football, and he's like, so he, he has to throw it away, and now he's pissed off at Troy. So he gets Troy benched, and now I'm back in the lineup. I'm back in the lineup. So on the plane ride home, me and Peyton always sat by each other, and I'm like, bro, what happened? Like, you really benched me? And he's like, what are you talking about? So he, he 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 acted like he didn't know it. He he and he still denies it to this day. I'm like, you benched me for no reason. That was your fault. So that's the story of Peyton benching me.
1: Damn Peyton. I know he had it like that though. He could be like Stokely messed up. He's out. I mean, it's he's Peyton basically Manning. a coach. It's Peyton he, look, coordinator with him. Peyton ran
2: there. everything. You know, when when you talk about meetings and you know when he said something, I mean it was. It was law. Like, so, so like when he told you, and that's what made him so great. It was the attention to detail too. You know, you ask attention to detail and that's for me, you know, I had played 15 years in the NFL and I didn't know what I was doing early in my career. I just try to grind that out and make a few plays. But when I got to Indianapolis, the attention to detail that he taught me is like, Hey, when I want you at 12 yards, your ass better be at 12 yards. And you better be right there. That's what I expect from you, right? And so I was able to take what I learned from him, just the attention to detail and the discipline of route running to to Denver. And the coaches appreciated that so much. The quarterback appreciated that, that, you know what, you're going to be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Quarterbacks trusted that. The offensive coordinators trusted that. And that's why I was able to play so long. You know, I played, you know, 15 years. I was like 37 years old my last year because they appreciated that, You know, you're going to do your job and you're going to be where you're supposed to be. But I learned that from Peyton. That's
0: cool.
1: That's a long time for a slot guy. You did do him one solid or he did you a solid, I should say. You caught the pass that broke the uh, single season record. Dan Marino, touchdown passes in a season. Be honest with me on this handshake parking lot deal before that. Hey, Mm -hmm. when you get one away and it's the breaking one, like it's going to me. Draw it up for
2: me. Well, True or not? Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of impressed that you did some homework and that you know that. Hey, come on. First off. This right, ain't rookie league. Right, this right, byline gracious, and that, Stoker That's whatever. impressive, yeah, man. On, Look at yeah. you all growing up <laughs> doing some homework here. Yeah, that was – you know, back then it was like that was a record that was never going to be broken. Dan Marino's 48 touchdown passes in a single year, and we started rolling there in 2004, and we got to a, a certain point, and that was all that people were talking about was, y'all going to break the record. And then we started t- – you know, everybody's like, who's going to catch it? Who's yeah. going to catch it? Who's going yeah. to catch this ball? and um, I threw him a 100. I said, hey, make sure this play goes 100. to me. 100 moves the him, him I threw him a hundo. Yeah, yeah. You know, Don't yeah, bitch yeah, me on right, that right, drive. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, it was a great play, and he kind of um, – you know, it was a kind of draw it in the dirt type of play. In in the NFL, like if you give a signal like this, it's a smash, it's just like universal signal. Smash, smash. So the inside guy runs a corner route, the outside guy runs a six-yard hitch. I mean that's what it is. Everybody knows it. That's a universal signal. So he, I was, we kind of you know, muddle, muddy huddle. You know, we didn't really huddle. Muddy huddle. Yeah, we didn't yeah. really huddle. Uh, you I, I would go back and I would get to play and I would tell the outside receiver so we didn't really huddle huddle and so i went over there he's like hey i'm gonna give you a smash run 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 the run the corner post so i'm like okay so i told the outside guy i'm like hey smash smash and so we lined up lined up and he of course he he looked and he starts and he goes hey smash smash and he's selling it. and so I looked at the outside guy I'm like smash smash and so of course they all see it. the defense and the def- defensive guys aren't the smartest guys right <laughs> it's, it's, they're not the smartest guys so so sure enough I got around the guy over there playing quarters cover the guy over me I just had to get around him and I leaned to the corner and the safety was like I'm gonna pick it. I'm gonna pick Peyton and he went and I just went and Peyton threw a perfect pass right when I turned around it was like I couldn't even drop it it was like right on me perfect pass so there it was and then so I, I I pretty I catch I, I keep all my footballs all of them, all my catches all my touchdowns all twelve all my, my, all, my, all my all my all my touchdowns you got twelve yeah.
0: footballs there yeah. <laughs> 30, 39, if I think I look it uh, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay see, hey look partner. at you thirty nine I was hoping league. to
2: get to forty and I didn't catch one my last year uh, in Baltimore I was hoping to get to forty
1: uh, we're like Peyton with our prep well.
2: that's right I know I know yeah. he's yeah, we'll see who's better okay. Uh, but, um, but that one, so, so I caught it. And, that, you know, a lot of attention on that one at yeah. the time. And so I'm like, I'm not letting go of this football. <laughs> but at the time of the game, there was only a couple minutes left in the game. We, that's, that touchdown, we were playing the Chargers. That touchdown put us down two points. So now we had to go for two to tie it. Bring in another ball. To tie it. So the two-point conversion, I wasn't on the field. I don't, I don't know stupid. why. Uh, I thought really so stupid. too, but we ended up making the two-point conversion. And so I'm like, okay, crap. Now now what do I do? I, I got the ball in my hands. Like we missed it. I think there was like 40 seconds left. If we missed the two-point conversion, game's over. We're going to kick an onside kick. Probably not going to get it. Game's over. I'm going to take my ball. I'm not even going to shower. I'm gone. Going to the house. To the crib, <laughs> to the right? Crib, yeah. Right. Hey, wife, I'll meet you. I'll meet you at the house. I got a right? million dollars right. in right. my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna give it to yeah. a fan like Mike Evans did. Yeah. Um, so I um so now we made the two point conversion. Of course, we kick it deep. They don't go anywhere with the football. Now we're going to overtime. So I give the football to a fellow receiver, Aaron Moorhead. He wasn't dressed out. Right. So he he was inactive. So I'm like, hey, hold this football, you don't give it to anyone. Okay, you, you don't give this football to anyone. But now we, we're going to overtime, right? So I got to get ready to play football. I'm back playing football. So, you know, I don't know who had the football first, but I got to go back in the game. And and so so Aaron Moorhead keeps coming up to me. He's like, hey, the, the equipment managers want the football. I'm like, no, 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 don't give that football <laughs> to him. No, absolutely not. Don't give it to and, and And so he keeps coming up to me. And so finally I was like, shit. I was like, listen, okay, I got a football game to play. Just give it to him. I can't deal with this anymore. Give it to him. That's fine. So we end up winning the football game. He gave the football to the equipment managers. That's the end of it. End of game. Yeah. Game over. Could
1: have held that thing ransom for Game God over. knows what. You some season tickets. Right. Can I get Gronk, some Bitcoin? Wrong yeah. right, coin. Right, right. T- something.
2: <laughs> something. I, I wish I would have just gave it to a fan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the football went. I think Mr. Ursay got his hands on it. And I love Mr. Ursay. Great owner again. A great organization. Um, I think he's got it somewhere or something. I don't know what happened to it, um, but it's uh, – I don't. I know I don't have it anymore. And the, the record has been broken twice. I think Brady broke it, and then Peyton broke it again in 2013. So it's like third place but now. But still,
1: it's still a nice thing to ha- at the time it would have commanded a nice figure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Probably. Uh, Are you uh, trying to make me feel worse about this? All receivers talking
1: about it was were Marvin and Reggie pissed that you got it.
2: No. Because
1: no. the smash, like you, you knew it. He said, hey, I'm going to call this, but run the other. Even no. the outside wideout didn't know it, right? Like no. You were the only guy that knew it. So I was the only Clearly, he was like, this it. is going to work, and my right. boy is going to catch the tub.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, but at the time, you're just trying to dial up a play that's going to. Because we're down eight points. We're, yeah. trying to, we're trying to tie the football game. It wasn't like it was a freebie. You know when yeah. we play when we played some teams that that year we played the Lions and Peyton I think threw for six touchdowns and Thanksgiving Day or something like that like you get to the you get to the third fourth quarter he can pick who he wants to throw it to we're going to score right we're going to score a touch he can kind of and and I had a few touchdowns that game I'm like let's go I want I want some more here right I want some more and he can kind of pick and choose because when you're running like that and you're running hot it's really up to the quarterback to decide especially in that type type of offense like all right but Peyton was so good that he knew he knew he's like okay Reggie hasn't had a few this game you know especially late in the game he's like I'm gonna start feeding Reggie so he knew those guys like me me I was a third wide like I knew my role like my role like I, I knew certain games I wasn't gonna have a lot of catches and I was fine with it but but you know like those guys you know those guys you know they were expecting a lot of balls coming their way which you know they were you know, I mean, I mean, Marvin's in the Hall of Fame. Reggie's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, for me, it was just like, okay, if I get my opportunities, that's great. Those guys, though, you know, they could be a little moody sometimes. You're all they divas. Get, oh,
1: you wild, uh, bro. you never well, get into hold enough. on. Let's just get into this moody
2: part real quick because I
0: was looking back at some of the highlights – Oh. And uh, you might have gave a little smash-smash to a referee. Well, uh, there in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I might be one Look, short on uh, E9 now. <laughs>
1: oh, shit, that's sorry, all right. Well, doesn't matter. I just want to hear it. We don't do a lot of pregame meetings. We prep but with independent prep.
2: <laughs> I did. It was uh, 2009, and we uh, it was Josh McDaniels, uh, first year with the Broncos. And um, we had started off 6-0. and and then we started sputtering, and we started struggling. And we were going to Philly to play Philly, and um, we were struggling early in the football game. And I don't know how many games we had lost. I think at that point we might have been like six and six after starting six and zero. We ended up, we ended up I think, finishing seven and nine that season after starting six and zero, which is hard to do. I remember it. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, hard hard to do. Ah. So. Yeah. Blame Kyle. Yeah, blame Kyle Artin. Got it. Uh, <laughs> you got to blame Artin Come on, for Kyle. sure. <laughs> it was his fault. Yeah. So, and he's it was his fault that I got kicked out because he threw a bad pass. So, it was like we had went like three and out two or three times in a row. And so, we had a third down. And it was, you know, first quarter, second quarter. Um first first quarter quarter. so i think so i think think we we probably went three and out two times in a row and 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 so we had a short third down and i was running a a drag route from the right side to the left side and orton threw it out there and i got beat my guy and he kind of jerked me real quick and so and i so i couldn't catch it and i'm like there's got to be a flag where's the flag the guy jerked me back i mean where's the flag and so i was pissed I was pissed, I, mean, I could run hot, and and I didn't like the I didn't really like referees um, a lot uh, <laughs> back then. I still don't, uh, and so I'm like I'm looking for the first referee I could find. I'm like, where is the flag? You got to throw a flag right here. So I'm pissed already because we're not playing well. We're going three and out now, probably three times in a row, and so I'm looking and I see a ref like. Down 60 all the yards, forty yards <laughs> no, away, I mean, bro. And now y'all are exaggerating. It's like it was like twenty five. No. It was like twenty five. So I wanted to give him a piece of my mind. Like, like, where's he going? Like, he right. going? I thought you were running down <laughs> the tunnel, bro. I thought he's I'm out. Of I here. wanted to give this guy a piece of my mind. Like, dude, like, no. How, how how did you not throw a flag here? So I ran over there and I you know I told him I'm like um I'm like I'm like hey. Uh, well, I was like, I was this like, what you said? no. Yeah. I, so, so I looked at, him, so I looked, I looked surf. at him like this. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, I was like, that's bullshit. And so as I said it, I was like, that's bullshit. As and I swung my hand like this because I was pissed. And he, at the same time that I did this, he put his hand out like this, and I grazed his finger. And yeah, I, he's like pointing to the offense. Yeah, like it he was just like offense. And as no, no, no. He wasn't calling the flag or anything. He uh, wasn't yeah, throwing a flag, yeah. so I think he, he was telling you to get your ass. to the Yeah, bench. yeah. He was just oh, like this. He was ass. just kind of like go, yeah. you know, whatever. Because I was giving him, and I was like, that's you know. And I did my hand like this, like that's bullshit. And uh, he put his hand out, and I grazed his finger, and I was like, oh my gosh, I just hit the rust finger. I'm hopefully, out. Hopefully, I was like, hopefully they let it slide. Like I just grazed it. Maybe he didn't feel it. Maybe his fingers are numb because it might be a little cold. Adrenaline, and, right? And maybe mm-hmm. he, maybe he'll let that pass, right? And so. I was on the sideline. I'm looking up there and I'm looking up at the at the scoreboard at the referee because they threw a flag on me. Right? Mm-hmm. They threw a flag and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what's gonna happen?" And the referee was like, "You know, unsportsmanlike conduct, number fourteen, Denver Broncos. He's been ejected." And I'm like, I just "To got be a- fair, Jim Nance was shocked. I just got just ejected. Yeah, God. yeah. I know if it was if Nance Jim. And disagrees Sims, then it's yeah. bullshit. Right? God. I mean, uh, he is the right. He is the mm-hmm. man. Right? So it, it was." And so I'm like I'm ejected, and I was I was I was sitting next to Art, and I was like I was standing next to Art. And I was like I think I got ejected. I think I'm gonna get ejected. He's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're gone, yeah. you're gone. And so I start walking. You know, I'm, I'm ejected from a football like football game. I got ejected. I'm like, What, what do I do now? And so they're like, You know, they start walking you off, and they got cops around you or whatever, and you're walking through the tunnel, and they got the camera on you, and it's embarrassing. And so I just sit in the locker room for the whole rest of the three quarters, and it's just like, what do you do? You just watch the game. We lost, and it was. I mean, so I had to call home. That, that was the worst part. I had two young kids. I had to call home. So I called my wife, and she was pissed. She was pissed. <laughs> Lana? Yeah, she, she was didn't pissed. Like that? Yeah, Lana didn't like that. Uh, she do not fuck her No, no, no. She runs hot. And, uh, you know, Lana Jimenez, right? That's so she runs hot, right? right. And so my kids were crying because they thought I was getting arrested and bring it, uh, being being brought to jail because the cops were behind <laughs> oh, me, right? That's great. So my kids thought I was going to jail, and um, it, it was not a good night for me. I tell you that I got kicked out of the game. I get fined. Um, and uh, it was it was embarrassing, but you know now I look back and it's kind of funny. I mean, how many people can it's say it's a shit call, right? How, yeah, yeah, it, it was, was Kyle's, Kyle's fault. Call. You said it was Kyle, right? He threw a bad ball. If he, threw, if he if, if he threw a ball, you know, if he threw a catchable ball, I wouldn't had to reach out. I wouldn't got pulled back. We had a first down, and uh, so Kyle screwed me. Uh, Peyton screwed me, and <laughs> yeah. my wife was pissed, and my kids thought I got arrested. There you go. <laughs> You can't that's catch right.
1: a break. <laughs> you can't, 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 can't catch a break. I can't. Is that your only ejection ever? That's it. In that was EV? it.
2: I probably could have had a few You're more. A class individual. You're right. You know? Just one. Yeah. Just one. One time. I've 15 done it years. all. That's I've pretty... done it all. I've won a couple of Super Bowls. I got ejected from a football game. You know, Touched all the bases. Augusta that's the Nationals right. many a time. That's right. He's that's riding right. all the rides. Dude. That's it. That's it, man. Yeah. No complaints from me. That's, that's the, it. That's the kid. You want to go to E9? Well, I
0: we well, I wanted a little golf thing. So obviously to keep we talked going. About I want to him. Yeah. He's
1: just starting to get the drink down. The Cajuns coming yeah, out It's getting good. I'm
0: ready. You played Augusta, obviously several times. I'm guessing with uh-huh. Peyton.
2: Yep. Where where else? I think every time has been with uh Peyton. So he's kind of like um Is that send you a guest yeah. fee? <laughs> um Peyton usually takes care of That's everything. Nice, huh? yeah, 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 yeah. He he takes care of everything. And so a, I got and I, a watch, huh? And a watch, right? So there's no complaints for being a friend that of, house of Peyton got? Manning. Yeah, the house, right? <laughs> yeah. Look, I know where the bread is buttered. Like I told y'all, look, if it wasn't for Peyton, I probably you know I played 15 years. If it wasn't for Peyton, I probably would have played eight years. You know, um, and and certainly my best year in, in 2004, when we, where we had that great year. I mean, that helped me. Go on and do better things. So if it was if it wasn't for me going to Indianapolis and playing with the Colts and playing with Peyton, I mean, I don't know what my career would have been like.
1: Smart dude, you know. Right. the you know what? The, you know who the hey. Listen, too? listen. Shit. Everybody's listen, doing it to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's
2: right. I mean, you know where your bread's buttered. And like when Peyton told you something, you you did it. And that that's what I told uh, Eric Decker and Demarius Thomas in 2012 when I came back to Denver. Peyton went there, signed there. I don't know how they wanted to re-sign me there, but they did. And I told those two young guys, I'm like, listen, whatever he tells you, it's going to be the hardest year of your life as far as work because they hadn't been around it. They hadn't been around it. You know, they're around just different offenses and stuff. I'm like, he's going to be demanding and it's going to be hard, but just do it. Because I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. Just do it. And those guys went on; they did it, and they were great. But it's just playing with that guy. He just makes you, you know, better than what you are. And he just, but there's a, there's a, you know, he just demands excellence, demands accountability. And if you do it, you know, it, it's rewarding,
0: no doubt. I had an evening with Demarius Thomas in Vegas. Once yeah. myself. Oh, yeah. Jason Duffner and Demarius <sighs> Thomas went out one night. Really, DT had a DT. cold, blast. flipping a few. Yeah, you flipped know. some cards with uh, him, and then we ended up at uh, the nightclub uh, uh, together. It was. Blast. DT's didn't the best. Know who he was who right. they come <laughs> up to <the> Demarius, <quarterback. laughs> I love you, dog. Dude, it was so much fun. I never met him in my casino. I was just like, "Do you know Demarius Thomas?" I was like, nope, I know who he is. And we went over, introduced, started having some cocktails. Uh huh. Spent. God, he's a unit, huh? Oh, yeah. He, he was. Physical beast. So I have the picture. I'll show you. You'll
2: big, you be big able to tell who- <laughs> and fast and physical, and the way that he could run routes. He was uh, so special and hard worker, dedicated, and, you know, he's that's why him and Peyton are still. Really, really close and just love the guy. He's just, he was, he was great. When
0: are, when are you going to be on the Monday Night Football? Oh. Well, that's
2: what I keep wondering, Colt. You know, I just keep that's you know, like a questioning, a like, you know, uh, and Peyton's asked me a few times. He's <laughs> asked me, but I've work. just been busy. Yeah. I've been a little bit it's the busy. Same with this
1: podcast. you We've right. been asking. I'm, right. I'm like, we got, dude, we got a, pro- yeah. we got a yeah. pecking order.
2: Right. But with Peyton. You know, he has actually asked me a few times, you know, but I've, I've been busy, so he's, I think he's going to, like, Mickelson and Brady and Kevin Moore. I mean, it's yeah. just like, you know, so I've been a little bit busy because, you know, I got kids and stuff. I get and it. Home life takes over a little bit, so uh, I, I'll, I'll try to find some time for him. Maybe, I don't know if it'll be this year, maybe next year, uh, but... I don't know. I don't know when that time will come. I, keep I enjoy those like, Monday uh, nights. They're they're, they're great. good. They're really yeah. good. He does a good job. I like watching it because for me, even though you know, I feel like that's the one thing that I know is football. And you know, that's I know football. I can watch football. I can see it. I can be able to talk about it and see what's going on. But when you hear Peyton and Eli talk about plays and how it's supposed to look and different things, I think that's that's great. You know, that's what I, I love to see. And I, I'm sure the normal fan loves watching that and mm-hmm. just seeing their breakdown of the game and what they're talking about and what they're thinking about. and uh, But I, I love watching it. I don't think it
1: can be duplicated okay. either. I think those yeah. two, like Peyton makes that thing work. Eli's great on it too. I, like other sports will try it, and I don't know that it'll hit like like this. They, they see the blueprint now and they're like, oh, let's do that. I don't know that it'll hit like that.
2: I thought you would be good at golf one. I you think me think and Cole so. would be terrific. Yeah, I mean, we, so. we'll
1: get you on ours. We'll get yeah, you on the, really? Yeah, on the subpar cast. Yeah, you yeah. Can come in there and drop some. Knowledge. I, I, what I, I, I would do here is slice it into
2: the ocean <laughs> and pebble seven times in a row. <laughs> i'm laying eight now okay, you drop but i got a key. stroke here i might be able to make a 10 you for a gotta nine grind out the nine always <laughs> always there's no quit you know you always got to grind that out quit. you never
1: know you are hard. you never
2: know what your opponent's gonna do that's my mindset
1: where's arch manning going to school oh that's you a know. good one you probably know. that's a
2: good one uh you know i was around him this summer a little bit and he's he's a special young man uh, he's he's built he works hard um, and you just watch him work and throw the football. It, I mean, he's 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 great, and he's a uh, I, – I don't – I mean, obviously I don't know where he's going to go. Just say it. We uh, need to break some, we'll
0: make some <laughs> headlines here. Stoke. We try to break – Breaking news? We try to break other sports news. Owners. Right, yeah. yeah, we yeah. Well, to, I wish
1: I
2: knew. I don't know. If it's old uh, give me a blank. Right. <laughs> yeah. LSU? Where are we at? <laughs> Give me some. Who knows? I, I, well, wherever he goes, he'll be great. He's, uh, he's LeBron. He's, 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 a, he's just, a, he's, he's great. I mean, he really is, and he's got a great head on his shoulders. That's the thing is when you talk to him, you know, you would never know. And I mean, I've known the, the kid since you know he's been probably elementary school, uh, middle school, you know, and and so. But you see where he's at now, and you see him work, and how he throws the football, and um he, he's just great he's great he, I mean, he, he kind he of checks all the boxes amazing, just, just yeah. being humble and just with every all the tension you know you, you look at it now of course you're Manning and your your Archie's grandson your Peyton's you know nephew and Cooper's son and um just the tension that he's gotten and how he just got a great head on his shoulders and he's so humble and how he works it's kind of like what they do. That's just how they all are. Dude. They just work, and they're very humble. I mean, it it's is, pretty impressive.
0: You just – since you brought Arch up, it reminded me of this. I was with Cooper in New Orleans this year, and it's just crazy how royalty they are down there. We go from dinner – to another spot with Cooper, we get out, and the valet people are asking to take pictures with Cooper. I'm like, y'all know this oh, isn't right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like this is Cooper. Like, it's one of them. Right. Well, like, Cooper's the, the funniest of oh, them all. he is right? the best. He,
2: he, he is the funniest. They of should them bring him, him that, on the
0: cast. He's coming. He's coming on ours. Oh, he's coming on ours. Oh, we're gonna get oh, him wow. before his brother. Wow. Get him. Wow. Yeah, no. If, if you, you know. throw
2: Cooper in the mix, yeah, yeah, Cooper's Cooper's the. Uh, he's uh, he's great. I mean, all of them are great. They're just they're just really good people. You know, I think that's that's. You know, first and foremost, they're just good dudes um, and um, obviously very talented family. But they they all just work hard and they got a great mindset. And to me, it comes from Archie, mm-hmm. you know, Arch, Archie. I mean, he's just, he's the man and, and the way that like he operates and the way that he's always been. And, uh, you know, when I saw him and when I was in college, I'm like, this is Archie Manning. God. And he was just so down to earth and such a good guy. You know, we would go out as counselors like we would hit the town you know at night i mean it was nightlife back then. there was no social media i mean we would hit the small town and and just go after it and he was like hey listen i get it y'all are gonna go out y'all are gonna have a good time but y'all gotta be the one thing i ask for y'all y'all are gonna be here for the six o'clock coaches meeting you know that's it whatever y'all do y'all do and um you know we always were there but you know he just he knew he he got it and he's just he's just He's the best. They're oh, special. We're okay. waiting
1: to see you on that Manning cast. I'll
2: be there. I'll be there. Might be twenty, twenty four, or five, but eventually, hopefully, once you, they get down the if list, you find I'll out be where there.
1: Arch is going. We'll have you back on this show. Okay. That's a right. That'll be round two. Before he breaks it, yeah. That'll
2: be round two. Well, I, I keep, you know, Peyton knows, you know, I do radio now, and I'm like, give me, you know, you got to give me some nuggets, like give me some good stuff. And every now and then he'll feed me some good stuff. So maybe I'll get the. The Arch Manning breaking news. Feed that on down, news. the trickle down. Right, what's the right. point yeah, of it all? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll let you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, get yeah. to me on that. Yeah, yeah I'll, get, I'll I'll definitely <laughs> give you that one, Drew. All right, well, let's uh, get to the
0: emergency nine. We can do this for five hours, but I, would love least, I think we all got <laughs> some stuff to do later on this evening, including the Cowboys. Yeah, By the yeah. way, what's, Stokes all what, dressed, what, what do we Stokes got? Stokes
1: all dressed up. He's all gussied up for the ball. Yeah, we, I got got I think supper, we got a big supper. We got this. dinner after this, big right? You're supper. buying? Yeah, I'll be right there. Cool. You're buying, we'll right? Roulette, huh? maybe slide it. maybe. Roulette? Let's we'll see right. how I, I mean, I got so much it. of Drew's Get money. I got
2: Drew, so much of Drew's money in my oh pocket. Oh, my God, bro. From gin. Don't from say gin. In between. Um, what, what's, Sheets, the what's the other game that we play? What's other game? Golf, no, yeah. No, not golf. Not golf. But the other one that we play when we go around the table, Canadian. Canadian blackjack. Canadian blackjack, yeah. Oh, oh I God. I was a pro I, I I I I uh All right, I also welded uh, to the table uh, you're you right here. When was that uh You never beat I, me I, in I took I took you I, I busted you in Canadian. Remember that? Canadian maybe. Yeah, there we go. See, you know, see there we go. I got stoke go. dollars there for days. I'll there pay you for the I would get, get you. Gin and Canadian. You can get me in golf, but gin and Canadian, I got you. Gin
1: I own you. Canadian, whatever. You've never been. i from gym. America. All right, Colt. Start the E nine okay, for nine. Let's go. Start <laughs> well, well, up more well. shit. All right, we asked this
0: to everyone. <laughs> okay, I might know the answer. You can you can trade
2: lives with anyone for a day, dead or alive. Who would it be? I, I, Muhammad Ali. Interesting.
0: You got the gloves.
2: Yeah. yeah, I was big Muhammad. I I got into collecting Muhammad Ali like when I got to Denver in 2007. I was bored i was bored and i loved collecting i was always a baseball card guy and i I loved autographs and collecting and i was like what do i want to do i'm kind of bored and so i started collecting muhammad ali stuff and his tickets and his uh, and his cards. And so I became a big collector of him, and I just sold all my cards. I still have my ticket collection, but I, I love Muhammad Ali. I think he's got a great story, and um, he's just kind of one of those guys that you look at, and like in his era, he was just the best, and he still kind of resonates um, as being just the GOAT. Like, that's the GOAT. Like, you can say Brady, Manning, or whoever, you know, Jordan, but when you say the GOAT, it's, it's Muhammad Ali, really. Interesting. I thought huh? you
1: said Cooper Cup.
2: <laughs> I love Cooper Cup, now. Hey, you watch Cooper Cup, man. That I love guy, him. That bro. guy is so much fun to watch. You know, Edelman and Wes Walker and and, and those guys, but Cooper Cup hey, right now, he's taking it to a whole nother level. They
1: all might owe you a piece of those big <laughs> well, That's what I'm you, saying. You, Where's the royalty at, yeah, fellas? Where's the royalty that at? The right. Slot machine right. I mean, it wouldn't be where respects. it's at,
2: right? I mean to kinda tell me. but you know, Wayne Corbett, you know, I'll pass on some a little bit to him. But those guys, you know,
1: If you hadn't bodied Seahorn the way you did, maybe maybe it'd be some corners flipping you something. too. All right, next one. You've had some quarterbacks in your days that love golf, right? You had some good golfing quarterbacks, right? You had Kyle Orton. Yep. You had uh, Peyton. Yep. Trent Dilfer, all Mm -hmm. good golfers. Who's the most – who takes losing the worst of those three? Or who do you like to take money from the most? Uh,
2: I mean, I love taking money from Peyton the most. Who takes losing the worst? I would say Kyle Lard. I would have yes. guessed that. Yeah. I mean, he's the biggest baby. You know, he's just like a, the biggest baby. He just goes like in the tank. You know, that's I, yeah, him. I know. Like Peyton, Peyton's the most fun to take money from because it's hard to get his money. I and mean, he's a grinder. He He's going to make that. He's going to chip in for par when you think he's out of the hole. He's going to make a 40-footer for bogey when I'm thinking I'm going to just got a two-putt to beat him. That's what he does. But, but like, Kyle is the biggest just baby. He's just the biggest baby. Uh, Peyton. But when Peyton loses, like, you know, what would you expect when Peyton loses? Like, he's just like, you know. Class. Class. Yeah. He's always class. And even on the golf course, and I want him to be upset, but he's not. He's just, like you know, he takes it. Is You know he's pissed. You know he's pissed. He He hates to lose, but he handles it the right way like Kyle Orton – doesn't Orton you know spent,
0: it? orton spent some time in dallas and i'm pretty sure jerry just signed his check over to me <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you don't take me <laughs> that that yeah, and well. it's always right. just like
1: you had all these quarterbacks right. but it's always someone else's Why right. it wasn't fair right someone else's oh, ba- yeah. caddy gave me a shit read yep. on the last bad event. read bad yeah. read uh, i was just i knew it was gonna be Kyle. I just wanted to hear it uh, that's <laughs> all right
0: next one you're you're a great follow on twitter you're not scared to to go at some guys every once in a while yep. when they come at you I want to know off the top of your head, meanest thing anyone's ever said
2: to you on Twitter. Oh my gosh! Um, wow. That you. Could, I, I mean, you could say a lot of things on this right. show that you most likely can. Wow. Say. I mean, I I I can't remember them all, uh, but it, it's a lot. I mean, Just people. Top, quick one. I got nothing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know. I mean, I mean what what's the you worst snuck. thing that you can think of? Like you know, it's 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 a lot. I mean. But the worst thing that you can think of, you get it all on Twitter. Yep. You know, you get it all, especially. You know, I do radio now, so I gotta, I gotta be opinionated. Opinionate. Oh, here we go. Cool. What, cool what I tell you, bro. <laughs> opinionated. There you go. We so got to gotta slow it down. <laughs> got to slow it down. <laughs> got to slow it down. that's speak. why I like radio. Yeah. Like I like radio because I can do that and kind of you we we can could joke edit about this, it. But we're not going. To. No, we don't yeah. need to edit it. That's what I do. Um, but so so, but people take it, you know, however however mm. they want. And I, I've had a few. That, um, you know, I've taken the wrong way, but it's, it's yeah. What, it, Whatever the worst that you can think of is he what goes, I get on he Twitter. He goes on Twitter. Yeah. If you're you not following him, follow him. Follow
1: him an, at Brandon Stokely. Be Stokely 14. Is that it? Be Stokely, Stokely 14. 14. Yeah. I mean, get it right. Some I mean, did poor you guy. Brandon Stokely. Did you do your homework? Brandon I don't even follow him. Do even I don't, I don't, him. Him. I don't I mean, need that I don't need that bullshit takes oh. in my life. All right. I think I asked this to Adam Thielen when he came on. Yeah, Thielen on. Love Thielen. Yeah, you're the best. Huh? You're not even the best guy. Best catcher of
2: the rock. And Larry, too, bro. No, You're Larry's the, the elite best. company. Larry's the best. Y'all are similar. Right. You and Thielen, Well, that's why I'm, he's better. I'm low on the total. I, look, I got no ego. So I'm good. I made the cut. That's what it's like. You know, sometimes... Okay sometimes you, you don't you know with, with with certain things you don't make the cut and and like maybe you're the last you know alternate or whatever as long as you make the cut you it's got all a good. jersey you're suited right. up that's you're it here. that's
1: it i'm asking you're, you hey, you're
2: in the top 100 you're like our 97th episode. that's
1: perfect you're perfect yeah, top to 100. 100. perfect that, that's you it you for the centennial that's right i'm been. gonna ask you what i asked him which do you think describes you best on the football field sneaky fast <laughs> lunch pail guy high iq guy or plays with a lot of heart
2: um which how one about, How about coach on the field a coach on the
1: field uh, coach on there's the field. also uh someone you'd like your daughter to date <laughs> that's a good one but that ain't you those are all the adjectives used to describe give, give
2: them to me again one more time like you.
1: sneaky fast yep okay lunch pail guy all Right. high iq guy or plays with a lot of heart
2: all of the buff. Yeah, you that's what I felt it. like I was, all of the buff. I don't know. I mean, I tried to just be a good teammate and and play hard and do the little things that kind of get overlooked, right? I mean, I just, I mean, look, that, I wasn't the fastest guy, but you try to do the little things and 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 do the right things and that's kind of how you survive and move on, so all the buffs. Those are
1: the only descriptors. that could be for, right. For That's guys it. Like That's you, right. That's right. You know I mean? That's it. That's it. I mean, there's I'm nothing feeling, else really. Beelin' sneaky you, fast. He runs yeah. like a four four and been right. doing it for friggin' right. twelve yeah. years. But, but but you know he's. Figured it out. You
2: look at him, you say, okay, well, he's not the fastest guy, but it's
1: still uh, sneaky somehow right. after a decade. Exactly.
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay. Coach I, on the I field. I can't believe we've almost made it through this whole pod without you asking a question about the locker room. What locker room? Just people, guys running around naked. That's kind of your thing. Hmm. I don't really talk about naked. You oh, want to you talk like about that? naked no, dudes? I don't so like you. to talk
2: about naked guys. You want to? That's, That's always no I, don't like the doing, most no, no, I don't like doing that. <laughs> yeah. That's I, I really like talking about naked we get to guys. The e, we but, ain't you know. done with the E9 yet. That's
0: right. True. All right, your life is on the line. You have to pick a winner in the 40 yard dash Peyton or Tom Brady? Ooh. But Just go back a few years for yeah. Peyton. No, I know. No, it's Peyton Manning. He's faster than Tom? Oh, yeah, no doubt. He's like a draft.
2: If you watch Peyton early in his career, that guy can run. Wow, that, that guy could move. Me. I thought he'd be really and you, close. And but. you watch Tom early in his career? Like, I was watching Tom on his deal that he has now. <laughs> and he had a, that first Super Bowl, he had a, like, chubby face. Now, you look at him now, like, obviously oh, his dude. diet and stuff, he's chiseled. But you look at him early, he, like, he had a little chubby face. Yeah. Uh, and he, when he came out, you know, Tom couldn't run. It's it's Peyton Manning. I don't, I don't even think that's he's debatable. He's wow, okay, Kardashian
1: program over he gets younger every single year. Yeah, no,
2: I mean the way that he takes care of his body now I mean he he he's unbelievable. I mean to still be doing what he's doing right now. I mean you it's 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 remarkable. Yeah. It really is remarkable. But but Peyton's faster than Brady.
1: Okay. He's like the J Lo Jennifer Aniston of athletes. Every year you look at him like damn right. still doing than the year before. Doing.
2: I mean that guy, I don't know how old he is, but he, he, he can still play two or three years because his That's mind weird. mentally mm-hmm. and the way that he gets rid of the football.
0: Forty three or forty four, yeah. Yeah, he wants to play till fifty.
1: He's doing it. They don't take many hits. They flag him if he does. Uh, I was gonna ask you about the slapping, but we we covered that pretty good. So I'm gonna ask you, who's more likely to get him, or who are you most likely to get invited to their birthday party, Melvin Gordon or Von (laughs) Miller? (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: you had some good ones with them.
1: I had the Audible quick. I, hot rod,
2: I Omaha'd that shit right there. I Omaha'd. Um, I saw the you and Melvin that, Gordon that one. That looked, didn't go yeah. Yeah, Don't it, goes out Don't well, these fools, man. Well, you know, I mean, look, I do radio, okay, in Denver. So you got to be opinionated. On, opinionated. See, I got it now. It takes me. Yep. Sometimes it takes me a couple times, just like my golf swing. But mm-hmm. once I get it dialed in, you're in trouble. Locked in. You're in trouble. Um, Von Miller. Me and Vaughn were teammates in 2012. And, you know, I said when I started doing radio that I thought Vaughn should be traded in 2000, and I think 2016 or 17, 17 2017. But I said it out of respect to him uh, because I thought he was the best asset on the team and they could get a Khalil Mack t- type, of, type of deal for him and get a couple first rounds. I didn't see the Broncos going anywhere, uh, which turned out to be pretty... Pretty Prophetic. True. Pretty yeah. Prophetic?
1: Yeah. You what, can you, use that on radio. There we later go. On. Yeah, yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, you're right prophet. there.
2: Profit. Profit. Right. Yeah. Right. Turned out to oh, be like spot on, car. right? Yeah. And, but it was like he was the best player. You can get something for him, let him go. He, he's still in his prime and, and do something. And I think he heard about it. And I don't know if he heard the reason and why, right? I was like, you're the best player here. That's why I think you probably should be traded because I don't see the Broncos going anywhere. We have since made amends. I think he was upset about it, but we have since made amends. And we were teammates in 2012, his second year in the NFL. So, uh, look, it, it's it's never personal, you know. But some guys hear things on Twitter or whatever, and I think Melvin Gordon heard something that I said on on the radio. And but I, I don't know Melvin Gordon, uh, but me and Vaughn are good. So I'm gonna say Vaughn. Okay. Von, yeah. Yeah.
0: Perfect.
1: All right. Next one. You squashed it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're good. We're good. We we yeah we we talked at Canton, Payton's. Hall of Fame, we talk, so I, we're, we're, we're good.
1: Okay, it's a good guy to have on your team. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: All right, number seven. True or false, you are a part of the most vicious attack on a man in the history of Pine Valley
2: Golf Club. Ooh. Pine Valley, vicious attack. What did you do? Um, I have played Pine Valley, which was really fun, by the way. <laughs> uh, I was Those trees, there's a lot of trees. a lot of them, bro. A pine lot of trees. A lot of trees, right. I didn't name. know going up there, you know, you always see it's like this, you know, it's always ranked in the top three, you know that and Augusta and Cypress and Pebble and um, it's like okay, that's really cool. It's going out to New Jersey and like oh my gosh, there's Pine Valley. There's a lot of pine trees. More that's pines why they than call valleys, it yeah. right. That's why they call it Pine Valley. Uh, and I was in those things and you got to just you can't go. You just got to punch it out. You got to take your medicine and punch it out. Um, that is false. Well. Go, what's the rumor? What's the rumor? Apparently, what happened? He stabbed someone with a golf tee. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> damn! So Almost went murder. Well, murdered well, well, revs, well there people. was a. Um, can I, you want me to call the guy out? Yeah, yeah. he wants to. There's a call guy out. Things. There's a guy out in Denver. Um, Scott Ryman, that we were there at Pine Valley, and uh, he's a pretty good guy. Pretty, good, pretty solid dude. Decent, decent guy, and so he was in our group, and he likes to do. Um, don't do it to me. He likes to do the titty twist. <laughs> yeah, don't, See don't, that I thing right there. So I just I said, wanted don't to don't show you, those. right? How did that yeah, feel? Thank you. How did that feel? I can take it because I'm a unit, but it doesn't feel good. <laughs> no, right? it, it doesn't hurt feel, me actually. If I'm being right, honest, right? It doesn't feel good. So he likes to do that. So, so you know, I'm on the tee box. Just I'm, I'm just trying to hit the dang fairway, right? I'm, I'm focused. I'm trying to hit the dang fairway. I probably had a couple doubles in a row, and I'm like, it, it, I'm like, I'm just ready. And I got my ball and my tee in my hand right here, right? I'm like. This guy comes at me right now. I got him. I got him. Right. So I, I, yeah, I got awareness. That's one thing. The other thing is awareness is really high high. IQ guy. High IQ guy. Right. So I'm like here, and he's over here, and he comes to do it, and I back away, and I get him with the with the T on the arm, and the next thing you know, blood starts Mm. dripping down the arm. But hey, hey, he sent me a picture. It was. Yeah, pretty deep. Look at bullet. Well, bullet hey, hey, I mean that was that was the price you pay. That's true, right? Like Teddy if you go for no that, joke. right? He got the t to the arm, and guess what? He's never tried it again. Exactly. That's Sometimes it. You, you got to smack. You got to teach him a lesson. Around a little right, bit, right? Right. You can't just out. keep getting bullied.
0: Yeah, that might go in that Pine Valley book of legends. Right. You know,
2: <laughs> out there. <laughs> you mess with the bull, right? You're gonna get the horns. Exactly. That's you it. finished it. That's it. You know it. You know it. You know it.
1: All right, next one. We alluded to it earlier. How many years of prison do you think you would have gotten for murdering me with this gold 5-iron? This is the closest attempt at murder I've ever seen. This was on on
2: hole. I'll never forget it. This was on hole at Cherry Creek. Four. uh, on, On four, right after the par three. And, uh, you know, this was back when I wasn't playing that much golf, honestly. And uh, my game wasn't as good as it is now. And so I think I had like a five iron in on a par four. And, uh, you know, I usually play a little cut. I just kinda, a baby one, Colt. Just a baby cut. Just a couple yard Hogan. cut. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, you know, saw so I was aiming left and Drew was over there somewhere, like over there. And I kind of hosel rocketed a little bit, a little low laser and uh i really thought i was gonna kill drew and it was going at those calves of his ankle calves you know those that'll snap like a twig right right yeah it would have shattered the tibia it would have shattered the tibia i could have never walked no it would have if shattered. It would have bleed out right there. Right. It would have. And uh, this, uh, was that our first round playing together? It was
1: together? literally the first day I met him. He had hit the fairway. I'd hit it way further <sighs> yeah, on the fairway. Yeah, obviously. True. And that still was plays true. a 40 yard. 500 five yards. Back then. Not, not, not anymore. Not, so I'm but, up there. I've only seen him for a couple holes. But, dude, I'm in a spot where, like, you and me, you would never even think that, like, yo, this is a problem area. Right. And I'm sitting out there. And I'm talking. Like, out of a buddy in the car. talking all this shit. Yeah, I'm, like, not paying like, just tell this freaking. Diva over here to hurry up and hit the ball. I turn around, and this thing's airborne, and it doesn't get more than knee-high, and yeah. it's going 150 miles an hour. Yeah. And I shit you not if I've I made
2: an unbelievable yeah. – dude, No, I No, that's respect. Speed. That's respect. Yeah. yeah. Shuttle and, drill, and I would have had. Right. Ever since then.
1: I ducked it. He did. And it, I shit you not as my closest near-death yeah. on the golf course yeah. of all. Like he did. 30 that's, minutes hey, into, like, meeting you.
2: You know, I don't like to give you credit. but that, I Look, mm-hmm. I, I've seen some great athletes. Mm-hmm. I have, and that move that you made right there to save your leg. Which I uh, need. Right, which was, is, is, is top three all time. Thank you. Yeah, that means top a lot. Top three. That means because, a lot.
1: I thought your shot deserved better than where it went to. It was a pretty good strike. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, was, uh, it was scary, you know, because when you hit a shot like that, as a, as a golfer like me, you know, you because I hit those shots. You know, Occasionally. Occasionally. You get, like, you just you get weak. And 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 I just and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to kill this guy. I just met him, and but but your athleticism took oh, over, so quick, and bro. next thing you know, it was fine. He jumped over it, moved. It was it my was. My heart uh, was beating. The Red oh Bulls kicking. I mean, I was right. about
1: to go out of my chest.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Hazel Rocket five iron. That's when I knew we were, and that's when we made that relationship was you cemented there the foot speed yeah. there it was yeah yep. i haven't seen well, that well, you know, since marvin harrison marvin harrison mm-hmm. and drew stoltz right that's, there that's the only two that's it that's right it. that's top it. That's two LA's. right bam got it i love it all <laughs> right
0: last one for me we're gonna, <clears throat> we're gonna do a little math here oh, oh god <laughs> louisiana <laughs> no, math, math, is my,
2: math is actually my good subject okay. so right. let's go all
0: right what's the bigger number uh, sleeves and Peyton Manning's fitted hat size combined oh gosh. or Shaq's shoe. Oh, uh, shit. no, it's it's
2: it's it's Drew and Peyton's hat size. It's not even close. I mean, Peyton's got the biggest head. It's fucking and huge. How big is it? I don't know. I don't know. Like, he can't – like, even when he wears hats, he's got to put them up there. It's like, dude.
1: He took like, the helmet off, and it looked like someone, like, had put a hole in his head. With and we hammer. always
2: made fun of him about it. Yeah. But, not, but behind his, his back. Cold. But behind his back. Of course. You so. don't ever say it to his face. But he had to know – like like, when you take your helmet off, like that spot, like can you not get a bigger helmet? I don't know. It seemed I mean, like it didn't like, fit
1: when it was cold; it like stayed permanent. Oh, Hot right.
2: weather, it popped back out a little right. bit. He'd be all right, but it was just like red right and he here. He needed
1: to get that hat on quick on the sideline to cover right. it up, but he didn't. No,
2: he wouldn't do it, and it kind of became his like his trademark. The, what, the yeah. red spot right there, the red spot on his head, and uh, you know, just getting getting hats and getting his helmet. Like I don't I don't know. I've never asked him. Why didn't they just make a bigger helmet that actually fits? That might you?
1: be it. That might be as big as it gets.
2: That just can't do it.
1: Yeah, like a rhinoceros helmet. Right. <laughs> we That's make it. That's it. it. But it's Peyton Manning.
2: Yeah, true. You got to do a, a special special helmet, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Rydell or whoever. I mean, do a special helmet for him and. They just never did it, and it just became his kind of thing. Is the red mark right there? Right there, uh,
1: dude. How you think it's an accident? He's calling. He's reading all these defenses before it happens. He's got a big computer up there. Oh, I mean, it's big the biggest ever. That's it's always NASA.
2: working too. It's never stops. Mm-hmm. It's always. It doesn't matter if you're on the golf course or if you're in practice or if you're at dinner. It's always it's like always. Computing things, the guy never forgets anything either. Yeah. Never forgets Mm. anything except when he got me bitched. Right. He He forgot forgot that that. all of a sudden. He forgot it. Yeah, he he knows it too. Deep down in his heart, he knows he screwed me. Yeah.
1: He probably. Can't sleep at night. Thinking no, about no. That. He
2: knows he Is screwed me. Life hadn't I me. I think I would have had like 24 catches that game. He screwed could've me. Could have broke more I would have broke the record. I would have broke kept that record. Too. Right. Yeah. I would actually kept that one. Shit, bad break, kid. I know. Well, we appreciate Story you. Story of my life. You. You're the best bad in the break. world. You're now with you Thank you for joining us, Stoke. <laughs> I appreciate y'all, man. Awesome. Finally, yeah. I made it. I made it.
0: Well, that was a fun one with the Raging Cajun Brandon Stokely. Uh, you two are brothers, I'm pretty sure.
1: There it's. There's a lot of similarities there. A lot of great athletes. He turned out to be in the league. I didn't quite get my shot the same way he, he did. Won a Super Bowl, you know. what I mean, yeah, Super Bowl. <laughs> I didn't get to link up with Peyton Manning and just spoon fed me touchdowns over and over throughout my career. But it was cool getting some Peyton stories in there. This is the first time I'd asked him this. I'd alluded to it in the fact or in the past. But the past when Peyton Manning broke Dan Marino's, you know, single season touchdown record, I knew because Stokely caught it. And he had a good wide receiving core up there in Indy. And I was like, I knew because how close they were Mm -hmm. that it was Peyton was that good that he could like, who do I want to catch this basically? And then we actually got the story about it there with the smash smash. And then Stoke's the only one that knows about it.
0: How about the fact that how close they are and he hasn't been on the Manning cast yet?
1: Shocking. Because he's out of the league. You don't have to worry about the Manning curse. They are legitimately best friends. We didn't get into this part too on the show, but like. When Peyton left Indy and there was a bunch of teams going after him, obviously, Stoke was a enormous part of why he ended up landing in Denver.
2: I Coming out, that. staying yeah. with
1: him, the family, how great of a town it is, golf, all that stuff. Like, Stoke was the Broncos' best recruiter. We probably owe a Super Bowl. Stoke should be up in that ring of honor just for, for bringing him
0: I don't think Denver. he – and I don't think he ever gave us quite a definitive answer, but I asked, you know, you and Peyton's fitted hat size mm. added together or Shaq's shoe. Shaq wears, like, a 24. Yeah. He said he – said, I think he said the over. He said he all said. I mean, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Peyton's looks like he's got a pretty impressive dome on him. I got to think. I haven't worn a fitted in forever, like a new era. You're I at least an eight. I'm close to an eight. There's uh, a lot of shit I'm going, going on either. up here, dude. But Peyton's is more, I feel like, this way, like rectangular. Mine's just massive circumference.
0: My favorite part of the Manning cast that I've watched so far is when Eli asked Ray Lewis. He goes, would you rather have one of Peyton's helmets full of quarters or 10,000 cash? <laughs> yeah, I thought that that's was a hell,
1: That's a good E9 <laughs> question. There's only one way to settle this, dude. we got to get him sitting right here. Don't yep. worry. I'm talking to Brandon about that. We may have to fly up to Denver to the 303 to make that happen, but uh, we will work on it. And, dude, we got into the, there at the E9. The first round of golf I played with Brandon, so I swear to God, my closest near-death experience, I don't think that story did justice to it. This was a rifled five-iron going 140 miles an hour that would have ended –
0: the safest thing for you that could have gotten hit was your head.
1: It wouldn't have just—it have been a problem, but it wasn't that high. <laughs> you didn't get it in the air enough, and then that would have just derailed an enormous Jiggy Jack career, which would have changed the landscape of
0: golf. But that was a fun one. That one's going to be a tough one mm-hmm. to follow. He's a beast. I tell you what, Sleeze. it's you know, kind of like Taylor Gooch, kind of like Jason Kokrak. We're kind of sad the fall's over because that means no more golf because we have been hot with FanDuel. It's just starting to do good. But the good news is, we got the NFL, which we don't know shit about. Does, do you think that's going to stop me at all
1: from relentless firing this entire holiday season? Nope,
0: not at all. And the NFL playoffs are almost here. And to help you stay on top of the action, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving you a ten dollars bonus when you place twenty dollars in same game parlay bets. These are your favorite. Hello, Luz. sweetheart. All you got to do is bet on a single game or spread, or spread your bets across multiple matchups. It's up to you, as long as you bet twenty bucks in same game parlay, same game parlays during the same week of NFL action. You're getting a $10 bonus. Okay, I'll be honest. This is honest. what we do. This is what we do. I have not done one of these same-game parlays yet. This is going to be my first. Welcome to the party. So, uh, we were sitting do you like here crack? It's like a first taste of crack. <laughs> I don't know if I like crack. You'll like it. Trust me. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, I'm just going to go with my team. I'm a diehard Cowboy fan. I'm going to go with them. Here we go. So we got the Giants this week, Sunday. Pretty much going to. We pretty much already have locked up the division, but this would probably definitely do it. We're going to be so far ahead. Everybody else It's not going to matter. So the Giants are shitty. They're, Correct. They're terrible. So I'm going Cowboys to win by 14 or more.
1: Okay, Bit a lot of
0: points. Okay, we we played an awful second half this last week against the football team. We're yeah. gonna Mike McCarthy's gonna have them ready to go. We're gonna finish the race. They're they're gonna be minus five and a half in the second half, so they're gonna cover that, and they're gonna come out hot and win the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. (laughs) Win by 100 if you want to add that in. You get plus 8 billion.
1: That's a good line to hit. All right. Well, welcome to the party, dude. It's good to have you. The water's warm. You're going to love it here. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to fire off a little same gamer here. I'm going with a team we've been waiting on for a while, and they're coming. They're back. I've been waiting for it. They've been a sleeping giant, Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm going with them right now. First and foremost, they're going to win by 3.5. Okay. Playing San Diego Chargers at San Diego, given three and a hook.
0: First off, they're the LA Chargers. Oh yeah, they're hey, playing if all San Diego. to be a problem. It could, yeah. <laughs> Maybe this
1: is a neutral site down in San Diego. All right, they're playing the LA Chargers. Excuse me, they're three and a half point faves. I'm gonna go ahead and lay the three and a hook, okay? Because they're coming. This last week they were extremely impressive. I'm going to go with your boy on your fantasy squad, Austin Eckler, to score mm. a TD, It seems like any time they score, he's pretty much a part of it.
0: you got to be careful. I-, I hope he does because he is on my fantasy team. He got a little banged up this past week.
1: Okay, I'm going to really need him to be playing. <laughs> I'm going to need you to talk to him and say, <laughs> gut brand. it out. Get in there, Varsity Blues. Give him one of those shots they were giving to Lance Harbor. Get in the game. Uh, he's going to score a tub, so that's second leg. And then total points. Chiefs can give up some points. They're not afraid to do that. That's fine. But the offense is going right now. I'm going over 50 and a half. Uh, total total points scored. So that's the the sleazy same game parlay of the week. And it, I, trust me it's not gonna be
0: the only one. But I love this so much. If this one hits, I will fall out of this chair. You just Austin Eckler got hurt. Uh the Giant or sorry, the Patrick the Chiefs, probably six. The Chiefs defense has given up Nine points, three games in a row. They're
1: vulnerable (laughs) right now, dude. That's all smoke and mirrors.
0: This is awesome. I love it. Well, FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook. Nothing better. It's easy to use. Fast payouts. You get your payouts within two hours. It's safe and secure. Nothing better. Go check out the FanDuel Sportsbook. And this same game parlay bonus is live through week 15. So lock in some winners today and enjoy a $10 bonus on FanDuel. Are you new to FanDuel Sportsbook? Sign up today with promo code SUBPAR to also receive a free, risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code SUBPAR so they know that we sent you. Exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 years and older, present in Arizona, Connecticut, or New Jersey. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 or one or 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org backslash chat, or 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com backslash RG. If you have Did an it. erection
1: for more than four hours, call your doctor. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> goodness gracious. Which you might when these yeah. same game parlays hit. We'll
0: get amongst it with our guys over at We might bankrupt FanDuel.
1: Fanduel after this. It could be short. Yeah, we've hit dude. three out of four Jeez. winners Jeez. in golf. I mean, Jeez. that's just not normal.
0: We're batting 75%.
1: I mean, what? I mean, that's Billy Walters. So Walter. we might as well just carry it over. Billy to, Walters oh, type of stuff. God.
0: We might as well just carry it over to football. Might as well. Well, listen. The hits keep coming here at Golf Park. because if you just laughed your ass off there with Brandon Stokely, get ready, because next week, we got a true comedian in the house, Bill Ingvall, blue-collar comedy.
1: And you can understand him. Mean, he doesn't have a Cajun accent. <laughs> so it makes it a lot easier. But Bill Ingvall, now we get into the blue-collar comedy tour, one of the biggest, highest-grossing comedy tours, I believe. Uh, of all time how he got started and a huge golfer with your former partner down at disney back in the day when they used to have the pro-am y'all y'all figured it out down there i think first round leaders whatever yep. no big deal so a lot of golf from there. a lot of funny you know behind the scenes of the comedy which i could i, I mean just, it was a pleasure having him on
0: all right well that's gonna do it for us everyone have a great week we'll talk to you on next week's golf subpar